Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Great Scott Show on a Tuesday. I'm Scott Prather. Jay Walker, as he does every Tuesday, will be joining me uh, in studio in the 8 o'clock hour. A little terrible tune Tuesday, a little MLB talk, college football, among other things. But uh, as promised, joining me this hour, it is pre-recorded because he's he is currently traveling back to the Carolinas. But after missing the show on Friday, probably intentionally, he was just, it was all a ruse so he could get in here after the weekend of football. Uh, The man that calls himself the goat. Yes. The self-proclaimed goat. Norman Locke. Former host of the morning Locke. Always the host of the morning Locke. Always. Former present future. He is in here, ready to, I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I was prepared. I was prepared last Friday, but now I'm over-prepared. Over-prepared? I'm over-prepared. How, how does one get over-prepared to spend a little time with, with me? You know, I had my, my list of go-to stats, you know what I'm saying? I had my bias takes. You know, set aside, but now it's just double. I got, I got, I got double the amount of ammo that was only needed for an hour. But now, you know, it's gonna be a great day. You know what I'm saying? Because I can get a lot off my chest. It just depends on where you want to start. You want to start on offense? You want to start on defense? I don't even know what sport you're talking about. Uh, I'm talking, I'm talking about the New Orleans Saints football. Oh, NFL. the Saints. Yeah. Um. Are you are you that into Pelican NBA season that are you you're in MLB season right now? Well, no, that's are you, are you watching racquetball? The Mets, I know you're the the Mets just they, they collapse. No, they they they'll be in the playoffs, but don't get me started on them getting swept when all they had to do is win. It was it was it was a bad weekend for for your boy Norm. It was a it was it was a bad weekend. I can't. I'm not going to run from it. I'm not going to you know. Be in denial here. It's it is what it is. It was, it was a bad weekend. How are my socks doing? Uh, not too good. Okay, not too good. I don't think about. I don't. That's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we bring Norman Locke on to uh, to talk Major League Baseball. They the Sox were one of the most disappointing teams in baseball this year. That's not talking about. Why used to talk about? Um, that's not talking well, about. You not, asked. I'm sorry. Not you my asked. socks. I was talking about my socks and my shoes. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't see them. Um. Yeah, man. What do you? What, what, go ahead. Dude, you're, okay. you're you're the you're the guest of Ani. When you're in town yeah. and you grace us with your presence, I I'll give you the first word. Okay. Scott. Preseason, everyone talked about how prolific the Saints' offense could be. What is your thoughts so far after four games of how prolifically bad this Saints' offense is? Well, they're bad, um, really bad. They've been bad for, I mean, honestly, London's performance was their best offensive performance of the season so far. And it wasn't even close. And it wasn't that great. They were able to run the ball a little bit. They weren't playing um, behind the stick, so to speak, in the fourth quarter. So the play calling was a little 
you were able to run the ball. You weren't having to throw it all the time. But they also got a lot of cosmetic yards in the first three games in the fourth quarter and cosmetic points, which weren't making me feel good. I, I never, I never watch a team rack up cosmetic yards and think, man, if they could just do that, then things. No, no. I mean, they actually the game was close enough Sunday that you could see some pieces of the offense, but man, I mean. Behind the self-inflicted wounds, one drive that was aided by some officiating. You can joke all you want. Objectively, that was true. But as I told Saints fans yesterday, if you only focus on the awful call on Matthew and you know the PI call on Lattimore, if you're only looking at that drive and you think that, well, if that doesn't happen, Saints might win. Maybe they would have. We'll never know. But if you're going to do that, don't ignore all of the other issues with the Saints right now. I see, All of them. Now, now, what I'm going to stop you at is we're not going to bring officiating into it because, one, across the NFL, it's a collectively known that officiating is bad. It's, there's not one team that's going to get up here and be like, yeah, the officials are neutral with us or the officials are good with us. There's no team that's going to say that. I mean, that. we could get into stats if you want, but but sure. Okay. I mean, the yeah, most penalized team in the league. The New Orleans Saints? Yeah. Of this year? Yeah. So Last far. year was the Dallas Cowboys, and we so made it to the far. playoffs. Yeah, what happened there? But but we made it to the playoffs. What happened though? We lost. Okay, but we it's made not, it to the playoffs. Look, so that's, the, that's why the, I can't put officiating on just being bad. Five false starts, and it was bad. No, look, I'm talking about specifically the drive, third and ten. Okay, that they got that extended. Call. Yeah, that I mean, it's a huge call. You're up twenty two nineteen. That call extends the drive. Then there's the PI call. Then they score. They go up. But I am not sitting here telling you. That that's why the Saints lost. I'm not. Okay. It is part of a much bigger picture. It's a small part of a bigger picture, and the Saints have lots of problems. And to your point, I'll I'll credit you with that last point. When you are a good football team, which last year in the regular season the Cowboys were, mm-hmm. um, right. when you're a good football team, you're able to your margin for error is wider. Yes. So when your margin for error is slim, and you have, uh, you know a drive for the Vikings that was objectively aided by some bad calls. That's not my opinion. That was also the opinion of Mike Pereira, whoever the heck the former NFL. The, NFL fit, yeah. the and, voice, and, the talking correct. voice. And, and, you know, guys <laughs> like Brandon Stokely, who has no ties to the Saints, by the way, um, you know, former player. Like, that is that is what it is. And you could focus on that all you want. Focus on the fact that this team is undisciplined that they have more turnovers. They have more fumbles through four games this year than they did all of last year. Yeah, it's definitely a fumble problem. You know, they have, they have what, four interceptions? They have nine turnovers? I mean, they in 2019, they had eight turnovers the entire season. They've got more than that right now. It's not good. It's not good. Now, I don't know that there are any great teams right now in the NFC, aside from the Eagles. They're pretty good. Um, but... Someone asked me last week, what do you think is going to happen in London? I'm like, until the offense shows me that they're any good, why would I believe the Saints are going to go win? They've got to show me consistently improvement on offense, and until they do, you know, I mean, it's the Seahawks. Maybe they'll beat Seattle. But until they do, I would never pick them against a, an average team. They lost to the Panthers. The Panthers are a bad football team. And right now the Saints are a bad football team. Right now they're a bad team. Because, you know, watching that game, watching the Carolina Panthers game at the game, I'm I was sorry. able to see You the, had to be there in person. That's a, that's a tough one. It was tough. That's a tough it one to miss. It was a bad football. game. Yeah, it was a bad football game. It was like I was watching JV. 
But it, but watching and seeing the All-22, I was able to see some things that I, I was questioning watching some of the Saints games is, you know, is Alavi always open? He really is. That kid is really nice. I'm going to tell you that, Scott. Because watching some of the plays, just some of the All-22s, He's open a lot of time. He shifts. Can't put your hands on him at the line of scrimmage. I, I I like his game a lot. Just watching all twenty two. And another person that I'm gonna give big ups to is Lattimore. Lattimore's clamps. Watching it in person just to focus and watch is like the receivers ain't have no. They ain't got no space to get around him. But it brings me to my point of this week's game. Justin Jefferson showed if you if you're a top five wide receiver, nobody could check you. This is just, it's no point. I watched Lattimore shut down DJ Moore, who's not a bad wide receiver in the NFL. Shut down Roby Anderson, who's one of the fastest. He handled Mike Evans, too. He handled Mike Evans, you know, got him suspended I again. Mean, here's the thing with Lattimore. When they're playing off, like, he, he is one of the best corners in the league. When you're trying to guard someone as good as just Justin Jefferson and you're not playing, you're not doing man press at the line. It's over with. Good luck. Like, uh, unless because there's just too much open field, and you could have had good. you could have had Dion in his prime. You give that much open field against somebody as good as Jefferson, who's who's really good. Um, then and, and you're 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 not you're not scheming differently. And they didn't do that the whole game. Some games he was up in press and they did different stuff. But no, I mean, good luck, good and, luck. But that brings me to the rest of the defense. I came on here and I told y'all Saints fans that this season will be the J.J. Watt last season of the Houston Texans. That This is the year for Cam Jordan. This is the I'm, I'm the OG. Didn't you say I'm collecting that last year, though? Didn't you say it last year? I said that this last year was the showing of this year that you're going <laughs> no, to. Didn't you say that last year early? Like during the no, season? No, early uh, in the season, you were early ripping season, Cam Jordan Because he was year. stealing money. You were ripping. He was stealing money. But I'm saying, you've been down. And I you, said. You've, you've said this before. And then he had the bounce back in the back half yeah, of the season. Yeah, he looked good. Right? Look good. He looked really good. And, and that's what I told everybody. The false gold. You're going to get sold, get sucked back into it. The next season, that's the J.J. Watt season. Okay. You got them flashes. The last four games didn't even matter. Same take as last year. Okay. Okay. To this season. All to right. this point in All the right. season. Yeah, the defensive years. line. Abysmal. There's. What three first round picks? There's four first round picks on that for that that that, that uh, front line. You got Cam Jordan was the first round pick, right? Davenport is two first round picks, and then you got Peyton Turner, not getting no production out of him. What's the problem, Scott? I did. That's four the, first the, round the picks on the defensive line. The defensive line has been very disappointing. I also think when you're playing from behind like you did in the. the Everybody kept saying the defense was elite. Is Marcus Mariota elite? The defense isn't defense isn't as bad as you're making it out. To I didn't say as bad. Is it elite? Is the not right now? Okay, not right now. No, no, not right now. I mean, look, Tyron finally got a pick, but he. That's my guy. He out that cardio. I I mean, just, I'm, he, I'm he gonna say it. He hasn't <sighs> been the. You know, De- Demario's still. Demario's still. De- really De- good. No, yeah. Pete Warner's better than I thought, um, but. I, I I expect more out of the D line at this point, no question. So, we, we, there's a whole lot of negatives. I could bake a cake with that amount. Of, I can make a gumbo so with that amount of negatives. So could I? So let's just talk. See, this that's, is different. That's pre- like, that's I, some, see, when you bring stuff up, I just acknowledge that it's true. When I bring stuff up about the Cowboys, ever you just dance around it like a politician. It's not, it's not true. 
It's, it's, <laughs> man, you, I, just bring up the name never, and he goes into never, this like never true. defense mode. It's never true. QB controversy in Dallas right now. QB controversy. Yes. Jerry Jones said he wanted that. I do too. <laughs> yeah. I do too. Boy, let's let's have a QB competition for the competition. Guy we're paying a gazillion dollars to. That's the good. best twenty-two. Yeah. Shall yeah. play the best eleven on the field. Shall get you, on you, the field. You go ahead. You go ahead and, and tell yourself that you want Dak Prescott to be worried about his job. No, this is this is what I want. I just want a sense of urgency with Dak. That's just, just a little sense of urgency, and I think that's what Cooper's providing. Really? I, yes. Coming off the injury, you know, Dak Dak season pre injury one of his best statistical seasons in his career. Coming off the injury, I think it took time for him to get get back going. But this season in the first game, watching that game was kind of rough. I'm like, you know, Dak kind of all over the place. I know, I know Tampa when, Bay's defense When do you think he's going to be back? Two weeks. So he'll come back against the Lions. Yes. When the Cowboys are 3-3. Three and three. Uh, They're okay. losing the next two games. I, I don't believe so. Yes, they're losing the next two games. <laughs> they're going to lose to the Rams and the Eagles on the road. It's going to happen. We're going to be 4 it's going to be two. three and three, and it's going to be good for Dak because they're going to be two. coming off two losses, and then he's going to get to play a team that has a good offense and a horrendous defense. So he's going to put up big numbers against the Lions. Then they're going to play the Bears, who are awful. Then they'll be five and three, and then they're going to, you know, lose to Green Bay, lose to Minnesota. And it'll be five and five, and it'll be, you know, that that's what's happening to the Cowboys. That's what that's where the month of Scott, October and into that. November is you going. You don't believe for that, you. Scott. I know it. No, Scott, you don't believe it. I do believe Scott. it. Not only do okay. I believe it, I. Leave it with my soul. Four and two. No. With Dakota coming back against the Lions, I'm with you on it's going to be a high-scoring game because, hey, Jamal Williams, you saw he got the fine for the third pump. I you, didn't see that. You didn't see it? No, but but got the, yeah. it would be cool if the Lions had won. They didn't. You can't give up 48 to Seattle. No, that's that's why I say it's going to be who a— have, This is, this is uh, 103.3 The Ghost, Scott Bray, the Norman Lock. We're recording this. So, sorry if you're trying to call in and give Norm some grief or give no, him props. They, they can't give me no grief. Oh, sure, they can't, can't give me no grief. I'm the GOAT. I'm on, I'm a goat on the GOAT. The um, who would have thought that the Lions would be like the 2012 Saints? Just like historic offense, putting up huge numbers. Historic lose. defense, putting up <laughs> awful numbers. When you coach and you're running back, when everybody on the team just keeps crying, I just, you expect stuff like that to happen. I'm going to keep giving it to Dan Campbell. You, you can't get on TV, start crying. You can't all this crying, all these post-games crying. You got Jamal Williams crying on Hard Knocks. I'm tired of all the crying from Detroit Lions. Please, please. You're, still, you're putting up points, you're still losing. Cowboys are crying. You'd be crying right there with them. You do cry when you watch the Cowboys. I don't cry. Yes, you we're, three, we're three and one. You cry You cry whether you're happy or sad. No, the only time you I almost had emotions. a tear. So my, my nephew called me. How old is your nephew? Nephew's eight. Wait, this is that little Tom Brady little. Yes, yes, it's a it's an eight year old Tampa Bay Tom Brady fan. I don't know how, why. I blame the media because it's no. Re- I blame your fa- blame your family. I, how do you become a Tom Brady fan living in Houston, Texas, you, at eight he, years he, old? You know, I mean, but he comes from a bloodline that runs through New Orleans, correct? One hundred percent. Everybody's so Saints fans. What 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 he did? Father's still, a Saints it's fan. Your, it's your fault. Yeah, he did. He's like. Oh, I see what Uncle Norm did. He tried to be a contrarian, even though it's caused him nothing but pain because the Cowboys have lost the majority of his life. Not true. He tried to be a contrarian, and I see how it ruffles everyone's feathers, and that's pretty funny. But I don't want to be like that. I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna. 
Who just won a Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. Who's their quarter? Okay. I mean, the Cowboys losing the postseason. Let me jump on a wagon, and I'll get the kind of attention Norm gets from the family. This is your fault, Norman. You need to look in the mirror and admit to yourself, your nephew is a Buccaneers fan because of you. I'm going to say he's a Buccaneers fan because he's a winner. You know, He's I a, a winner. You know I have a point. He's a, you, he's like, How much? Do you, he's a you Buccaneers. have to admit you have something to do with this. I don't have. I, Who else in his life, in his life, that he would respect would he try to mimic? He's not going to be a Saints fan. And I get why he wouldn't want to be a Cowboys fan seeing you do it. No, see, he you sees hit, that January you hit it on the point through. of two years ago, he started watching football and they won the Super Bowl. Right. And, and that's what it is. And he's a winner because guess what? I remember me being two years old and we won the There's Super a big Bowl. between two and six. And you do not remember <laughs> that, by the way. You do not remember that. Here's, here's where let, – let's, let's be serious for a second. My fandom, I can rem- I have memories of like five years old. I remember the Saints '87 season. I remember getting the posters. I remember watching the games. I remember the players. I can't like any history prior to that for the Saints. I've read about. I've you know there aren't a ton of video clips I know about, but I can't actually have a strong opinion about it other than the stories my family told me because I didn't live it. You know what I mean? I didn't. I didn't. And I'm not trying to make this about you and me giving you grief about the Cowboys. You I'm, are. But I'm, no, I'm, <laughs> that's just a, that's just a, it's a side effect. But what, but real question, like what I've asked you this before, but like what's some like teams and games you remember? Not just a moment, because like I remember when the Mets won the World Series, I was like four, but like I didn't pay attention to it. I was just uh, you know people were like, oh those guys party a lot, and there's Daryl Strawberry, and oh they won, but I didn't. Oh Strawberry, that's a that's a cool name. But I didn't. I, I don't. I don't remember any of those actual games. Now I've watched the documentary and read the book. That's cool. But I can't. It's not like I'm sitting here like, man. I've experienced a World Series as a Mets fan because I haven't. They've been to two that I was a part of, but they lost both of them. But I, I didn't get to really experience it as a fan. So my father was a 49ers fan. Shame on him. Shame on him. And Shame. His brother was a Cowboys fan. My uncle. So what I always remember is whenever they played each other, I was always in attendance because the, the house lit. You oh, know, man, there's some that was it's, it's a heated. It, they're going, they're going they going they were they were they were like full it gear. Was, it was a dying dynasty that was still good against a young dynasty that was didn't last as long. But when the Cowboys were good, they were good. I mean, the Niners got that one in there. After the Cowboys dynasty started. And and I, all I remember is they had the brown television and the knob was missing and it was a pair of pliers <laughs> on the knob. All right, okay. And I always had to go kick <laughs> <laughs> on the TV. When it get, when it's time for the Cowboys, uh-huh. it, the Cowboys to play the 49ers and the Cowboys play the Commanders, I'm in attendance every time. My uncle's best friend, Emory, Emory Hunt's best friend, diehard Commanders fan. Shame on him. So anytime he man. anytime they came on and he's over with Emory, the guy, all the guys over, I'm glued in. And it was just it stuck. That cowboy blues, that stuck. Like, what's the first what's stuck. the first actual do you even remember? Like I cause I don't remember I remember some games, but I don't remember like player names, plays. I, I wasn't following that deeply into football to understand until like 10, 11 years old. The LSU 
I remember those games as well because I, I was at Tiger Stadium like five years old. And they, when they played Florida State, there was a reference to this game where they played Florida State at Tiger Stadium and they lost late. And I remember being like at the game. I was like, oh man, I remember the earthquake game. Like I was there. Oh wow. I mean, I was five, but I remember it. I just Eddie Fuller, who was like my favorite player as a kid, and everyone's just there's just this was before only one side of the stadium had like an upper deck. Now the whole thing is enclosed with, you know, an, a, an extra upper deck across the whole bowl. But there was this guy, I don't remember his name, he sat in front of us. We were like pretty up high on the side that didn't have an upper deck, and he would give me these high fives, but they hurt so bad because he would be, <laughs> by the end of the game, he'd be kind of drunk and like, I don't even remember his name, but it was ah. like, but I was just like, I didn't even care. If I'm like, it's going to hurt, but I need it. Like, I need it. Ah. Like, I can remember, I remember in like, 87 or 88, the Saints beat the Broncos 42 to nothing. And it was just like, everybody was just going insane. I lived in Opelousas. Everybody's like, this is the craziest thing ever. The Saints are actually good. They, they, they hadn't been good ever. Of just being awful. Not good. <laughs> That's not true. It's not true. I mean, they're currently, the current they're state current. is, but you can't say still not. You could say they're currently not good. Um, to that point, for the first 20 years, you could say they're still not good. They're not good. Objectively, recently. They're currently not of, good. of recent, they they're didn't make the playoffs last year. Not good. And currently, currently, right now, they're not good. Right. So no. That's, yeah. It's, that's, that's a recent. It's a fact. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's current. 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 Recently. Yeah. yeah. I don't disagree. Well, now it was a long time ago. So, but, you <laughs> didn't even remember the year. What? Of your first, like, memory of, like, watching the Cowboys. Like, actually understanding yeah, yeah. it. Uh, I said, to, like, 10 years old. Oh, 10. Yeah, 10. Oh, it's I actually that part. watching okay. and understanding okay. This is a first down. This is okay. this is what's going on. This is an out route. This is a flat route. Gotcha. Understanding what's gotcha. going on. Watching Cowboys games, like you say, about five, six years old. But at ten, when I'm, you know, like when are you to starting play, to? Let me, let me re-ask you. This. When are you starting to really like feel it though? Like as a 10, 11. as a fan, like emotionally. Ten, eleven. I was a, for some people. It's not until they're adults. For others, it's like at a young age. They're just like living and dying with I'm all this. I'm rolling with Quincy Carter. Telling you I'm rolling with Quincy Carter. I was just the, the the fanatic of, of watching the Cowboys. Ah, sorry, that was my Quincy impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. Bill Parcells, I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame. And I, I love Bill Parcells. Getting the Cowboys into the playoffs with Quincy Carter, that's that right there alone. That's reason to be in the Go. Hall of Fame. Go. And they got in and then they got beat down by Jake DeLome and the Panthers, by the way. He did. did. Now, um... Like becoming a super fan, sure. Tony Romo era, okay, okay. Like need all the paraphernalia. I'm trying to go to games, you know, Madden, uh, all this, that, and the third. Tony Romo era by far. That oh oh four oh three. So, what is the Cowboys' record going to be at the end of this year? Man, this is this is truly what I I started off. Believing, because I mean, I never got to give you my my take when Dak got hurt. If we're going to lose, I don't want to lose and end up with the fourteenth pick, fifteenth pick. I don't want to lose seven, you know, win seven games. Dak was going to be out for six games, and we get a middle of the road pick. Right now, the architect of the league, while I'm looking around, is two high caliber receivers, young quarterback. Rookie deal on your quarterback. And that's what success is having. Other than the Rams, everybody else is paying double wide receivers. Look at the Tampa Bay Bucks last year, 
There was in about two years oh, ago. The, 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 Bucks, the Bucks are trying to reload to make a run out of this year. It's not going to work, but that's what they're doing. There's, there's multiple receivers, quarterback on a cheap deal. Tom Brady's deal didn't break the bank, but all the last few teams have quarterbacks that had on manageable deals. Um, so with the Cowboys right now, Dak's deal is cheap compared to the new contracts that are out. But going into year three of this deal, if he was going to be hurt, I, I wanted us to maybe start looking for heir apparent because with this defense. How quickly you turn. I didn't say remove How him. quickly? I gave you that Dak Prescott. What did I say? What the, 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 what do you call it? The things you love, the pop. Oh, the, yeah, you know, I, I love it. It's still there. What is it called? What do you call it? Funko Pop. The Funko Pop. Yes. I got my Mr. Met in my office right now. That's all right. Me. Thank you. It made, me, made me smile. Now, the thing about it is, you take of how the team's makeup it wins right now. But with Cooper Rush keeping the keeping the, the team going, I'm okay with how we're trending. But if we were, if Cooper Rush didn't come in and we lose the games, I, I wouldn't want Dak Prescott to touch the field for the rest of the season. There's nothing you can do to make your team better with a middle-of-the-pack pick. It's nothing. So you want to sit Dak the year before his contract jumps up and he's got a $50 million cap hit next year. $50 million cap hit next year is, is cheaper than some of the other quarterbacks in the NFL. The $50 million dead cap hit is not cheap. Well, the dead cap would actually be like $89 million, but just the cap hit is $50 million. That ain't that ain't cheap, no. But this is the reason why I said sit and draft the heir apparent. That's just, that's exactly why How I said. How quickly Norm has turned on You got Dak. Dak Prescott. You want him to sit Dak? No, I said if we didn't win these past couple games. That was my original plan. But now I think Cooper Rush is good enough to get us through this stretch. But like you say, these two games coming up. Y'all are going to leave me three and three when he comes back. Four and two. Three and three. Four, four, which in the NFC might be like third best. Yeah, the NFC's rough right now. Uh, but four and two. I think the Cowboys, I think we lose five games this season. That's it. We don't talk trash. There is no team in the National Football League right now more balanced than the Dallas Cowboys. We chew it up and spit it back out. Uh... 1033 the goat. That, that was that was for you, Norm. Little Michael Irvin for you. There's no team. Dude, I, I Did you see him hit the finger like 1033 the goat? Scott prayed the Norman Locke. Michael Irvin, she's Ju- Julian name. Edelman was a player that I, I didn't really like when he played because I just thought he was a dirty player. Um and I did not expect him to be good on TV, but he's on inside the NFL, he's, he's really funny. He's I really. Like I was just like I was not expecting it at all. I was like, okay, I I will admit I was wrong. Edelman is is good. He's like a he's like he's like one of those frat guys. Like he, he's funny. Like I, he I, is funny. I give. Him, I, I like. I like. And Julian. then every now and then he'll come in with like real analysis, and I'm like, all right, all right. He's he gets it. He gets the balance of what he's supposed to do on this show. Like give people grief, make jokes. Make real good points when you when you need to, and then let the rest you know let so, let let the rest of the wheels go. But I love I heard him in an interview talking about who he likes to work with, and he was talking about all the different people. And then you got to Michael Irvin, he's like, "It's great. I don't even know what he's saying most of the time, but it's amazing." <laughs> and every time I watch Michael Irvin, 
Goldberg Norman, and then he starts swiping the sweat off his head. Dallas Cowboys. Hey, hey, and right, his mama, that man. Now, I I wanted to ask you, so who's your top three new sports broadcasters that you you like right now? I don't know. I, I gosh, I'd have to think. Who are? Give me some example off the top of my head. I don't even know. That I can think of three ones on the spot. One, Richard Sherman. I like Richard Sherman yeah, talking on you television know, right there, now. Amazon's got some good ones. Hey, they do. I think so. Right there, I would say Fitzpatrick Sherman and and then Edelman on Inside the NFL. Fitzpatrick's so weird in a good way. It, yeah, it's that, like, like he's not going to give you He's like Bomani Jones. There's like, nothing there's nothing about and he'll like I mean like he's just like, yeah, I don't know why Brady never liked me. I mean, he wouldn't even shake my hand after games. Like most people aren't going to say things like that cuz they're like, well, it's going to become a thing or people will take it the wrong way. He just doesn't care. care. No, and care. I'm like, that's what you need. Sherman's great. And 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 Edelman. So yeah, there there's three right there. I got to give it to Amazon, man. They if you're gonna Taylor do Rooks a, and, and the cast, I like them. If you're gonna do, I mean, Whitworth's not bad. You know, you bring in Michael. No, no, what's Smith. bad is he needs to stop wearing hoodies and a suit jacket. I done seen it twice. You don't like that look. I don't like that look. I know he's big. <laughs> I know he's big, but they got big and tall suits he though. He's huge. He is. He but is a the suit jacket man. with the hoodie combo is nasty. I'm not, I'm not rocking with it. Just do like Michael Smith. Just if you want to wear the hoodie, wear the hoodie. Just wear the hoodie with some nice clothes, like business casual. Yes, don't don't, don't. wear a suit with. No, I, I'll give you that. I mean, come on, I'm not exactly a fashionable guy, but I can agree <laughs> with you on that. Uh, no, that's a good question. I, I would say Edelman, who I I didn't like as a player, is is really good. And then, but in inside the NFL is very different than you know pregame, postgame, right? Right. But uh, but yeah, they're. I mean, honestly, I. I Amazon, and maybe it's just because it's new and different, and so we're like kind of maybe it'll get old at some point. But new and different's good. If it had just been, if they had been like every other pre and post game show, it'd just be totally forgettable. And it's not. I mean, Fitzpatrick Sherman makes some really good points that you you don't think about, and then Fitzpatrick, you, it's there's nothing stereotypical about. Yeah, it. and that's what I really like. And I like um, I like RG three a lot too. I think oh. RG three is. And he's, been, he's not new. I mean, he's been doing it for a few years. Yeah. But no, he's no, he's tremendous. And when he's calling a college game, you hear him in the booth. I'm like, uh, again, it's different. It stands different. out. Yeah, there are too many that just all sound the same. Now, if you're going to stand out and you suck, then you know you're not going to last long. But if you stand out and you're good, yeah, RG three is good. All those guys. What do you think I, about? Are you are you used to you know Aikman and Buck on Monday Night Football? Or is it still kind of weird? It's still kind of weird. Are you hearing them at night? Yeah, and that's what I think. That's the feel, and it's just like like you said, it's just like seeing not seeing them. I think it, I just gotta get used to it. You know, it's only we only we only been four Mondays in tonight. Tonight be the four Monday. Yeah, that's Norman Locke. I'm Scott Prather. This hour is pre-recorded because Norm is uh, back on the road to the Carolinas, but he did not want to pass the opportunity to come on. And um, I guess in his attempt to make me feel bad about myself. Well, I don't have to. You, so I don't feel okay. bad about myself. You're so, you're I feel bad about my team. Yeah, yeah about your New Orleans Saints. Yeah, it's, I feel it's bad okay. about my team. So, but I don't feel bad about myself. How long does the losing streak continues? Oh, they'll, 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 they'll win Sunday. Okay, they'll win Sunday. Okay. Now, I'll say this: <laughs> they're going to win Sunday, but it's not going to be like 
man, now I'm really good about it's going to be one of those kind of wins. Like, okay, they won, but like, like if if they had won Sunday, it would have been cool. They had won in overtime, and we would have been talking a lot more about you know big nuts lutz. But that can mask sometimes other issues too. And so I think I think they'll beat Seattle, but you're not going to be like, all right, now long win streaks coming. That's my prediction. A I'm win, taking but Gino, not, but not Smith. Win. A.K.A. the GOAT. I got no problem writing him off again. I don't care if he doesn't write back. Hey, hey. And, uh, I don't speak- care if he doesn't write back. Kyle, I know you ain't been having fun. <laughs> Kyle says it's the refs. Called yesterday. It's the refs. It's you, a conspiracy. Well, well, I know he's been having no no MT, no fun for you. Don't, don't bring <laughs> Why would you? Why would you bring that no up? No MT. Mean the ED is active. Why would you bring that up? We'll be right back. It's 1033 The Goat. It's a great Scott show. Jay Walker coming in in the 8 o'clock hour in studio. Looking forward to that. More of Norm right after this. What's the word? Count it off on the horse. Oh, one, one, two, two, three. three. Too many rappers and it's still not enough MCs. It goes three, three, two, one. Move me. Scott Show, that was uh, per request. Per request for Norman Locke. He wanted to hear that for some reason. I mean, I know who not hearing it. <laughs> All right. See, this is, I know we had to pre record because you, you were traveling. This is what I don't like it. No one can just respond to you directly. <laughs> Man, if only. Uh, open phone lines next hour. Jay will be in, and we'll be able to comment about a number oh, yeah. of other things. I don't. I don't know that we'll be talking about that. No, no. But uh, Kyle's going to hear. He know. He knows. Uh, how, he knows how to find me. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's the best team in the NFL right now? The Eagles, man. The Eagles. I, I hate to say this. Only undefeated team. Only undefeated I mean, team. The offense it's crazy looks... that we're only four weeks in the NFL season and there's only one undefeated team. And and they're between them and I'll say the Buffalo Bills, they're the only two teams right now that look playoff ready today. Like offense is ready to go, defense can ready is ready to go, coaching is there. Both of those teams right now are are right now for me. Could be Super Bowl favorites. It's early, but you're right that they do look like the two best teams. Uh, credit to Miami for their win against Buffalo. I still don't know how they did it. I mean, they they only held the ball for 20 minutes. 
But uh, the Dolphins not exactly um, being um, viewed as, a, as an upstanding franchise right now. Norm, what do you make of that whole Tua situation? Well, one, the blame is going to go on Tua because we know that they're not going to label it as it was a concussion. It's going to say Tua said it was but his back. They, they fired the doctor, but that, that feels like scapegoat. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, two is going to speak on it, and he'll he'll probably put some of it on it. There, there, the language. I remember Michael Smith back on Thursday night reading the language of the concussion protocols on the post game show, and he was saying there was language in it that said if, you know, if a player exhibits symptoms that neurological symptoms from a hit. Uh, even if they don't clear protocol, you know, uh, medical judgment can be made to hold a player out. But he didn't even go through protocol, and we don't know the exact details. It appears it was probably a concussion. He said, it's my back, and they said, okay. That's what it appeared, and then they didn't really follow up, whereas, you know, I don't remember who it was, a player on Twitter last Thursday who used to play for the Patriots was like, I hated the Patriots at the time, or I hated the doctors at the time, but I'm so grateful they didn't listen to me. They could tell that I had a concussion, and they forced me to sit um, because looking back on it, you know, I would have gone back in the game, but they wouldn't let me. That, 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 that scene was, scary. was so scary. That was maybe the most scariest thing I've seen on a football field. It just it, – it, the, the, the fingers contorting the way they were, it was so bizarre. And I, I get when things like that happen, everyone's kind of immediately out for blood. And everyone's mad at the same time, and you got to blame somebody, and 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 all that other stuff. I mean, it happened. I think there's there's plenty of blame to go around, and you know, for the Dolphins, it's a, it's kind of gotten a ton of attention and and taken away from the fact that Mike McDaniel's done a really good job. Yes. The Dolphins have a really Offense, good team. Like Their it. defense is is tremendous. Um, they didn't win that game, obviously, but uh, it. it I guess my question is, is this something that can really knock them off track this season, or do you think they'll be back kind of rolling in, you know, one of those teams? I don't think they're winning the division. I mean, it's the Bills, but maybe it, it, it looking like they're gearing up to maybe be the top wild card team. I know we're early, but does that whole situation kind of take them off track, or is it just because it's this week, it's getting in the news, but by the time they play next week, it'll just be old news. Because you I know how the news cycle works. I think it's definitely going to knock them off track because the health of Tua is going to be a, 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 a spotlight on for the rest of the season. Every time, every time his head hits the ground, it's just going to be a concern. And, I mean, it's I hate to say this, but up until today, Tua is kind of injury prone. You know, whether it's you know his legs, whether it's his head, whether it's his back. Up until today, he's pretty much had an injury every season. And that unfortunately for him, he's been put back in at Alabama and Miami when perhaps he shouldn't have been. Visual in. evidence would suggest that he should not have been. So my concern is him being the starting quarterback for the entire season for the Dolphins. Their offense is predicated on his ability to be. I, I would say a high-level game manager. You know, he's very accurate. Everybody speaks upon the placements of his ball. You know, they never talk about, you know, how crazy his arm strength is, but he's very smart in his decision-making. Well, I think that's going to be negative going forward for him when his health is a concern because I, 
I hate for him to become fearful. He's already small. He's already undersized quarterback. He keeps taking these blows. Next thing you know, he's going he's gonna to be seeing people. So I think that's the next step in his um, in the escalation of what could happen with the Dolphins is does he start looking over his back every now and then as the season continues? That's that's my biggest concern for two in the Dolphins is will he start seeing ghosts? Because once your quarterback starts seeing ghosts, you can't fix it. 103.3 The Goat. I'm Scott Prather. That is Norman Locke. Short segment here. We're going to take a quick timeout. We'll come right back to wrap up the hour. Uh, most disappointing teams right now in the NFL. And a little, just briefly, I mean, he's wearing the shirt. A little Pels talk. He'll be on TV tonight. A little preseason basketball. Is there too much hype? Is there not enough hype? Just the amount of hype. We'll discuss next. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back in to the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather, 103.3 The Goats, simulcast on 1420. The greatest sports talk of all time. Norman Locke is in the house. The Goat. The Goat, the self-proclaimed Goat. Uh, we pre-recorded this hour with Norm on Monday because he was traveling, and uh, he is with us for one more segment. Who's the most disappointing team in the NFL so far? I have to say New Orleans Saints. I would have to agree with you. I have to say New Orleans Saints just because of the offseason moves, um, the hype going into the season, the big name free agent signings. You what know, what about the Raiders? I it, I think I think it's the Saints today. I don't think you're wrong, and I think it's the Raiders are coming off a win. Well, I was going to give you AFC and, and NFC. Okay, I was going to give you both. It's definitely the Raiders and the AFC. I mean, you sign arguably a top five wide receiver in the league. You have a running back that is capable in Josh Jacobs. You have a quarterback that you're supposed to be your quarterback of the future in Derek Carr, and it's not coming together. I mean, they kept blaming the the former head coach of the of the of the Las Vegas Raiders. They kept blaming the locker room. They kept blaming everything. What's still going on? If if the Raiders have shown more promise thus far than the Saints have, certainly offensively, I'll say that. Um, because in all their games, they'll have like two quarters where they're great and two quarters where they're just terrible. Whereas, you know, the Saints offense finally did a few things, you know, last Sunday. But prior to that, you know, the first three quarters of every game, they were just horrendous, god-awful, can't say anything good about it. The Raiders have shown more flashes thus far than the Saints. But the Raiders play in the AFC West. The Raiders have some tough games on That's that some schedule. Hits. I mean, the Saints are in the NFC South, which isn't good. It's not. Um, the Saints, they've... they've so Might be the worst division From that standpoint, um, I get... We'll, we'll see We'll see what the Jets I think Atlanta's do. tied for first right now. Yeah, yeah. But we're a month into it. I think when all is said and done, it's probably going to be the AFC South. But right now, you know, um, the the NFC West, and then yet, you know, Denver's 2-2, two and two, and yet no one's been impressed by them at all. At all, 0%. I mean, I, I even the Raiders, even though the Raiders have a worse record, I would trust them, and they and they just beat the Broncos. But um, is uh, is Russell Wilson a psychopath? I mean, that subway not, thing was weird, dude. That was nasty. I, I, I don't know what's the last, like, I six see. months of Russell Wilson's life it's has been, just been a big, this big blur and question odd. mark for me. It's, yeah, it's been nasty. He needs a new marketing team. 
Let's ride. <laughs> that sounded just like a Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Sierra. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. That's a, that, whatever. He, that's just him cutting things in media day. Yeah. That subway thing was Because that's someone filming from the side for the Broncos. The subway deal, like, that's, there's a whole marketing team behind that. Why did he sound like a psychopath? It's like because he played like, it off like, of like like tying up his victim. No, no, he's always voice changing. Russell Wilson has at least three different voices. If you go listen to Russell Wilson at NC State, that's one Russell Wilson. Go listen to Russell Wilson the first three years of the Seattle Seahawks, and then go listen to Russell Wilson yesterday. Three different Russells. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> okay, pals, man. Good. Preseason tonight. I think they're on uh, what TNT against uh, the Bulls. Preseason NBA is yeah. See, and I'm it's, glad it's, it's very well. I don't want anyone. I don't care if they look like world beaters. I don't care if they don't look good. I don't care. It, it, and I, was, I had to bring Lynn back down to just, earth. It's a preseason NBA game. I say, listen, summer league preseason. Get that out of here. Get that out of here. Regular season. I got my thing is let's get through preseason healthy. That's that's it. That I don't is, care if we don't win a game. Let's get that, to preseason healthy. That is it. They are on TNT if you want to get a little peek at Zion. They got a core under contract for multiple years. Yes, sir. A big core. Now, the only thing about the Pels right now, I'm going to call them my Pels. We're, my we're, 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 up against, we're up against it, so wrap it up with this. I'll let on you it, make your point, and then I'll ask you your follow-up question now because okay. I want to give you the last word. The, After you make your point, too much hype, which I think there's an argument for, okay. not enough hype, or just the right amount of hype right now for this team. I love the roster. I love signing the core. I love C.J. McCollum saying retire. I love him saying he wants to buy properly. The only thing I think is missing from this this team is a legitimate veteran uh, bench scorer. I feel like we need a, a veteran scorer coming off the bench, bench to help Trey Murphy uh, to alleviate some of that pressure coming off the bench. I think that's the one thing that we need. Also, I think... It's just the right amount of hype. I'm not seeing all the talking heads just putting pelicans everywhere. I'm not seeing them falling in love with Zion yet again. It's just the right amount of hype. I think the fans are super excited, which is so great. The national media, national media, the it's right a amount, right amount. The fans, maybe too much, but that's to be expected. They're the fans, which should be better. and fans of a team that does not have an illustrious history. So twenty twelve years. Get 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 hyped. Truly been well, the okay. franchise is this is year twenty in New Orleans. Okay, okay. okay. This is year twenty. I mean I, I count the New Orleans Hornets years. Okay. I it's all it's all the same for me. Um but twenty years they've never been to a conference finals ever. Yet. They've never been they've all they haven't been as the Pelicans anyway. They did it twice as the Hornets they never been to the playoffs in back-to-back seasons before. Happened with the Hornets their first two seasons and then two seasons under Chris Paul. Let's, let's change that this year. Let's stay healthy. I'm excited. Let's piss some I'm people excited. off. Let's piss some people off. I'm excited. Pearls. I'm excited. I'm excited. Norm. Punch. It's great to see you. Always love. Always All right. Love. How can how can the listeners uh, mess with you on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at lock underscore norm, and I'll still be in contact with everybody. Keep y'all takes fresh. Uh, Josh, you know you lost a fantasy this week. Eat that crow. Eat that crow. That is Norman Locke. Uh, sorry we couldn't take calls this hour. Norman's travel. We pre-recorded this the day before. Next hour is live. Jay Walker, great sky show. Don't go anywhere. This is 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all. 